0: Let us pray. And when he thus had spoken, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. John 11:43. Thank you, God, that the story of Lazarus serves as a reminder that death no longer has power over my soul. Through the life of Jesus, you continually display for me the fact that I can no longer that I can conquer anything, including the Goliath of death. Therefore, I will not be afraid to live my life to the fullest, because I know that I will not die, but I will simply transition into my heavenly home when my time comes. I declare that I will not live with regret or remorse, but instead I will maximize every opportunity that I'm given. I will love with an intense and compassionate heart, and I will live out the purpose and plans that you have for me, Lord. In the same way, Jesus, that you called forth Lazarus from the tomb, I now call forth from the tombs in my life the dreams and visions that have died because of fear and doubt. I thank you, Lord, that as I place them in your hands, You will breathe new life and new strategy into every dream and vision you have given me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Continue listening for an incredible Bible story brought to you by BibleInAYear.com.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: Lazarus. In our last story, we learned about Jesus' stories of thankfulness and humility. Now we see Jesus weep at the sting of death. However, death would not have the final word against Jesus. Through his friend Lazarus, Jesus would display ultimate power over death itself, inspired by the Gospels.
3: Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our last episode, we discovered the importance of gratitude when Jesus healed the 10 lepers and one man returned to give thanks. As a result, the thankful man received a greater, deeper spiritual restoration and not just the healing of his body. We also heard what Jesus says about prayer, both the value and the necessity of persistence in prayer, trusting God to always hear us when we cry out to Him but also that we would pray with humility as we approach God. Today, we'll hear how Jesus experiences grief when his dear friend Lazarus dies. But in this time of sorrow, we see how Jesus demonstrates his power over death because only Jesus can raise the dead, the one who is the resurrection and the life. His friend lives again, and it's one of the most powerful stories in all of the Bible. So let's
2: listen now. It was late, and the winter air bit like a snake in the night. Coughing in his bed lay Lazarus. His once happy and bright demeanor was replaced by a pale shell of his former self. Beside one side of his bed was his sister, Mary, the woman who had once wiped Jesus' feet with ointment and tears. On the other side was Martha, his other sister. They tended to their brother, exchanging concerned looks and tears of worry. We should send for him, Mary whispered. Martha nodded and went downstairs to send one of her teenage sons. Go and find Jesus, she ordered. Do not rest until you find him. The boy nodded and ran into the cold winter darkness. A day had passed and Jesus was ministering in a town over 30 miles away from Bethany, where Lazarus lay sick in his bed. Jesus was just about to enter into a synagogue when a boy bumped into him. The boy staggered back, then looked to see that he had found Jesus. My Lord, he shouted out of breath. Lazarus, your dear friend is sick and dying. Jesus nodded and sent the boy on his way. Then he began to go back into the synagogue. His disciples stopped him and asked, Jesus, why don't you go to heal Lazarus? Because this illness does not lead to death. It leads to the glory of God, Jesus replied. Two days passed, and the disciples were packing up their things to follow Jesus. We are going back to Judea, Jesus said plainly. The disciples were confused, since many of Jesus' enemies were in Judea. Rabbi, the religious leaders are waiting for you there to stone you, they warned. Jesus slung his pack over his shoulder and began walking. He waved for the disciples to follow. Hurry, he said. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. We are going to wake him up. The disciples were confused. Lazarus has died, Jesus said plainly, and for your sake I am glad I did not heal him, for now you get to see what happens next. So Jesus kept walking. The disciples were frozen. There were many violent men in Judea waiting to harm them. Thomas grabbed his walking stick, sighed, and began walking after Jesus. Well, I guess we are going to die with him. The men chuckled and followed Jesus to Judea. After a few days' journey, Jesus had made it to Bethany, which was a small town near Jerusalem. By that time, Lazarus had been dead for days. Jesus walked closer to the home of Mary and Martha. He saw them weeping outside the house. Martha and Mary saw Jesus approaching, and Martha ran out to him. If only you had been there, she wept, he would have... Martha could not contain her tears. Even now I know that you do the will of God... And whatever you ask of God will be given to you Jesus hugged Martha and allowed her to cry for a while He led her to the bench where Mary sat silently Your brother will rise again, Jesus said in a comforting tone Martha wiped her eyes and said, yes, of course We know that he will have a life after this one The day of the resurrection will come for him I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus said Whoever believes in me, even though he may die, will experience life everlasting. Do you believe this? Martha nodded. Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the living Son of God. Jesus gave a brief smile and walked to Lazarus' tomb. Jesus placed his hand against the large stone blocking the entrance to the tomb. Its cold surface sent chills down Jesus' spine. He thought of his friend Lazarus. He thought of his smile his gifts, his personality. Jesus slammed his fist against the stone and wept. Tears streamed down his cheeks as he fell to his knees beside the tomb. Jesus wept with the sorrow of a God who created life. It was not supposed to be this way. Mankind was supposed to experience life, not death. Death was the true and final enemy, an enemy Jesus was determined to defeat. Jesus stood to his feet, His eyes were filled with holy fury and purpose. Roll away the stone, he ordered to the servant. But, Lord, the rotting body will surely stink, Mary yelled. Jesus' eyes darted backwards. Did I not tell you that if you believed in me you would see the glory of God? Jesus turned to the servant and said, Please, roll away the stone. The heavy stone was rolled away and a devastating odor seeped from the cave entrance. The disciples and others stepped back and covered their noses. But Jesus lifted his eyes to heaven. Father, thank you that you have heard me. You always hear me. Then Jesus fixed his gaze on the cave and yelled, Lazarus, arise! Jesus spoke with a voice like the wind. The same breath that breathed life into mankind spoke into the cave. And like the Adam so many generations ago, Lazarus emerged from the dust. He was covered in cloth and bound at his arms. Jesus ordered for him to be untied and the sisters ran towards him in joy. Jesus came so that all would have life and live more abundantly. Like Moses against Pharaoh, Samson against the Philistines and David against Goliath, Jesus saw death as an unwelcome adversary. He would go against it with purpose It would be his joy to endure the sting of death so that no one would ever have to again.
3: In today's reading, we meet a man and his family by the name of Lazarus. He had two sisters by the name of Mary and Martha, and they were close friends of Jesus. Lazarus was dying in bed, so they sent word to Jesus that his friend, Lazarus, was deathly sick. Jesus was at least one day's journey away, but when the messenger arrived and gave him the news, Jesus was not alarmed. He sent the boy back with encouraging words. Lazarus' sickness was not leading to death, but for God's glory. Jesus' words are a reminder to trust God in his plan and his timing, even when he seems to delay and things don't get better. He could have simply spoken a word and Lazarus would have been immediately well. But because he knew there was a greater purpose unfolding, Jesus did not rush to heal or to raise his friend from the dead. He remained where he was for two more days. Then he told the disciples that they were going to Judea to Lazarus and his sisters. This was a dangerous decision and the disciples knew it. They reminded the Lord that there were people in Judea who wanted to kill him. Why would we go back? Here we see something that was always characteristic of Jesus. He was courageous and compassionate, and he always moved according to plans. There are no accidents or coincidences with God, and he is God. We saw this when he walked through the Samaritan town and encountered the woman at the well. We saw it again with his intentional desire to cross into Galilee and heal a man possessed by a legion of demons. From an outsider's perspective, his actions, his timing, his direction sometimes seemed ill-advised, but Jesus always moved on God's timetable according to divine plan. He was never in a hurry, and he was never late, and he wasn't afraid. He was there to do the will of the Father, that God would be glorified in him and through him. He and the Father worked in perfect unity and concert. Jesus then tells his disciples to hurry, saying that their friend Lazarus is asleep and they need to go and wake him up. They didn't understand what he was talking about, so he made it very plain to him, Lazarus is dead. But then he says he is happy for this because it will help the disciples to believe. Now, how is this possible? How could the death of this man, his dear friend, a loss like this, lead to faith and belief? When we face sickness or illness or death, trials and challenges that come our way, we are often tempted to pray that all the bad things would just go away or, of course, never happen. But as Jesus' words remind us, there is a purpose in our pain, in God's divine plan. And always, when we face trials and tests and dark times and even death, we may experience the power of God. After a couple of days of walking, Jesus and his disciples were met outside of town by Martha, the sister, who gave him the news that indeed Lazarus was dead. She wept, she mourned, that if only Jesus had been there, her brother would not have died. But she also demonstrates her faith in him, saying that she knows that even now God will give Jesus whatever he asks of him. Jesus tells Martha that her brother will rise again she misunderstands and is even skeptical thinking that jesus is speaking of the resurrection in the future she wasn't expecting jesus to actually raise her brother from the dead but jesus says to her in john 11:25 and 26 i am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he live and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die do you believe this Martha professed her faith then and there, saying that he is the Christ, son of the living God. So she went and called her sister Mary. Jesus went with the two sisters to the tomb where all the mourners were gathered in great sorrow. Lazarus had been dead for close to four days, and this was significant. To the Jews, that meant that this man's spirit was no longer in his body. In other words, he was dead, dead, and dead some more. What really happened in the text now is powerful. When Jesus saw the tomb and witnessed the sorrow of those who had lost a friend, a brother, a neighbor, he was moved to the point of his own tears. Jesus wept. And why did he weep? Well, he certainly is weeping for Mary and Martha and his friends and all who wept that day. But in effect, Jesus is showing his compassion and shedding his tears for the love of God that he feels for all people. He sees and knows your heart. When you sorrow, when you grieve, when you're hurting, in your pain, Jesus knows when you cry and hears every cry to him. Then Jesus did something supernatural, startling. He asked for the stone to be rolled away from the tomb, despite the protest of Mary, who knew the decomposing body would smell by now. But Jesus then prayed to the Father and thanked him for hearing his prayer. Then he spoke to Lazarus, saying out loud, Arise, come forth, and his friend walked out of the tomb, to the astonishment, to the amazement of everyone there. It was clear that there was no force, no power over which this man, Jesus, did not have authority. For even a dead man, whose spirit had left his body, could be brought back to vibrant, abundant life at the command of Jesus. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Soon it would be Jesus himself who died and was buried behind a stone in a tomb. But Jesus, the resurrection and the life, would conquer the grave. There is no grave that could hold our Lord. And he came out alive conquering sin, death, and hell, and conquering death for all who will believe in him. For we can have eternal life by putting our faith in Christ. Dear God, we thank you for today's tremendous story that you have such power over death. And you call us like Lazarus to rise and come to you. And we come to you, Lord. We come to you in faith and belief because you are the resurrection and the life. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life and if you appreciate this podcast, please share it with someone else. I also want to encourage you to go to jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org, for we have resources that are free and available for you so that you may know Christ and grow in Him. Let me also invite you to something very special with myself and my wife, Deb, as we are planning two trips in 2024. One is to Israel, departing April the 1st, to go to the land of the Bible and to walk where Jesus walked. It's a trip of a lifetime. And then an Alaskan cruise adventure in the summer of 2024, in which we will have wonderful times of friendship and fellowship. We'll have worship services and experiences around God's word and seeing the wonders of God's creation. So two opportunities in 2024 to travel with us to Israel or to Alaska or both. You can go to Prestonwood.org for information. God bless you.
0: This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pre-News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news, it's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry.